part one, episode one. They deserve to get this result. We all do. Megan can't be heard, but her nana can. February 16, 2015. We visit a cemetery that has two very special angels laid to rest. We visit Wyatt today because it's his birthday. He would have turned eight today. I visit with both my angels when we're there. The atmosphere is so peaceful. I visit there all the time. At times I feel them there with me. Sometimes I laugh, sometimes I cry. I sit with them. I ask them to watch over me and my loved ones. I may eat lunch with them. I visited a few times in March. I've been visiting there since April 10th, 1999. March 25th, 2015. We have a tornado. I always visit the cemetery after it rains, especially if it storms. You can't go by the headstones, you have to stay on the street. The water floods it out. At times you would have to wait days after it rains for it to dry out. April 4, 2015. Today's my other angel's birthday. Sweet 16, she would have been. Happy Sweet 16, Megan. The area in question. May 7, 2015. We had so much rain, it flooded. 7.1 inches of rain fell. They had streets closed off because of it. I couldn't go the very next day to check the damage in the cemetery. I usually go after we have storms to check on the headstones, their bases, just to make sure things aren't broken. I knew I had to wait a day or two to go out there. May 9, 2015. On this day, I'm home alone. Madison went with her mom and dad to spend the day with her great-grandmother from Michigan. They'd been gone for about 30 minutes, and I thought, what can I do while she's gone? I'm relaxed, sitting in a chair, and I thought, I'm going to the cemetery. As I was driving, it was like a sense of urgency, like I needed to hurry. I pulled in the first gate close to Megan, the west side. She has a tree that marks where she's at. Not that I would lose her anyway, but there's a tree. I drove past the tree when I first pulled up because I didn't see her base that sticks up off the headstone. When I drove past, I looked for the headstone, but I couldn't see it. I backed up. I looked again. I kept looking. I parked the car. I got out. I took a couple steps towards the tree, and I start to sink. Her area has been covered in water from two days ago. I got back onto the street, still looking for her headstone. As I looked towards the fence line, I saw her base. I didn't see the headstone, though. In my mind at this time was, I'm going to have to get over to the fence and pick up her base. I took a deep breath and started wading through the water. I sunk. The water is halfway up the calf of my leg deep. As I'm walking through the water, I lose my flip-flop. I stood there a few moments in a state of shock. I'm confused as to what is going on. I bent over and picked up my flip-flop and I started to cry. I start waiting again with flip-flops in my hand and praying, God, please let me make it to the fence to get her base and back to my car. I asked my baby, where are you, my angel? I made it to the fence, trying not to lose my balance as I picked up her base. I turned around and saw her headstone halfway under the water. I'm devastated. I couldn't believe it. I waited a couple more feet to her headstone. I looked down and I told her I love her. I started to cry. Then I got mad. I made it back to the car and I had to thank God. I put her base on the back floor of my car and grabbed some napkins out of the glove box. I dried off the muddy water on my legs and hands. In my mind, I started thinking, I need to take pictures. This is crazy. I drove home. I took a shower to put on dry clothes. I grabbed my camera. Then I drove back to the cemetery. 
As I'm driving and then arrive, I thought to myself, the floodwaters must have washed the headstones away. I took pictures. I took some good pictures. I have taken pictures of my baby since 1999. Holidays, birthdays, just because. I just kept thinking, what the hell happened? What am I going to do? How am I going to get this fixed? I keep thinking, how does my baby feel? This isn't right. I have to get this fixed for her. I kept telling my angel I was sorry, and I promised her I would get this fixed. The afternoon is moving into evening. My daughter, Nicole, brought Madison home, and I told her what was going on. I showed her the pictures, and she couldn't believe it either. For my baby is my granddaughter, my daughter's daughter. She asked me what happened. I told her, the floodwaters washed the headstones away. She just kept looking at the pictures in disbelief. I was too. As we stood there talking, I asked her to call the city and tell them what happened. She said she would. May 11, 2015, my daughter called and talked to a lady named Carol. Carol told her she would write up a work order and send someone out there. We waited. June, 2015, my daughter called again. The lady told her they would send someone out there. My daughter and I waited until the next week and she called again. She told Linda why she was calling and Linda told her, well, thunderstorms and floodwaters cannot move headstones. My daughter said, well, it has and floodwaters do move headstones. I called next. A lady named Linda told me she would send someone out there. I started thinking, well, these kind of things probably do take time. But as time went on, nothing's being done. July 4, 2015, we visit with our angel and we stand where her tree is. And then we have to take her trinkets and lay them on her headstone which we know under the tree is where she has laid to rest for the past 16 years. Now, in between these dates, we would ride to the cemetery and drive through just to see if they had done anything and nothing is being done. It's becoming aggravating. August, 2015, nothing done. September, 2015, nothing done. October 2015, Halloween. Yet again, we stand by the tree to talk to her. We put her pumpkin on her headstone. We did that for Thanksgiving and Christmas too. January 2016, Happy New Year's. All this time has gone by and nothing's done. No phone calls returned to my daughter nor I about any of this. February 16, 2016. Happy birthday, my angel. Nine today. We went to the cemetery to visit Wyatt. We also went to see Megan, hoping they are going to start moving the headstones back to where they belong. Every time I go out there, I pray they are working on it. Nothing done. March 16, 2016. Soon it will be a year going to be spring again. We have more storms. Madison and I went to the cemetery and still nothing is being done. I called the city. What a runaround. A lady named Linda told me she will give the groundsman the message to go out there. I told her there's a groundsman out here mowing the grass. She said, I will have him come over and talk to you. I talked to him. He had no idea about any of it. So therefore, this could mean that no one has had a work order of any kind to come out here to check it out. We got back in the car to drive home and as Madison turned on her tablet, there was a quote on it. She had no idea how it came up there, but it read, God sent me to tell you everything is going to be okay. I have sent angels to watch over you. 
I thought it was really odd how that was there. When I needed something, a sign, anything, to let me know everything was going to be all right. Thank you. On the ride home, I kept thinking, when I get home, I'm going to call over and over again until someone answers me. I arrived home and I called the city. A lady named Linda gave me Stan's phone number. Stan is the one in charge of the grounds. I called them. I left a message. I called again Friday. I left messages with two women. No calls back. No calls back the next week either. I'm sick with strep throat, so all the next week I didn't call, and they didn't call me. March 27, 2016. Happy Easter. We visit the cemetery and put stuffed bunnies on both my baby's headstones. Megan's is pink. You will see in the picture. It's a big clue of later in the year, which I did not know until Halloween, how crucial the bunny is. March 28, 2016. I called the city. I was put through to Stan. I told him why I was calling and he said he would call me back when he knew when we could meet. He did call back. We set up a time to meet at the cemetery the same afternoon at 3 p.m. We did meet. I told him what my concerns were. I told him I have pictures and I have taken pictures since 1999. He told me, well, pictures are all in how you're looking at it. You are looking at it from the east and I'm looking at it from the west. My next thought was, are you kidding me? He told me, I will call you Wednesday to set up an appointment to look at the pictures. No call on Wednesday, no call on Thursday. Friday came, I waited until 2.15 p.m. and I called him. Of course he said he's been busy, but whatever. You should have called back, that's your job. We did set up a time and date for the following Wednesday, April 6th at 11 a.m. April 1st, 2016. I went to the cemetery today to check on things. It's getting frustrated. I stand here looking, investigating again and again. And without a doubt, the pictures I have taken in 1999, 2003, 04, 05, 07, 08, the ones that have proof, and again to the ones in 2015, they just don't match up. And pictures don't lie. I know my baby's headstone has been moved about 10 to 12 feet from where it was. The tree didn't move. The east-west street didn't move. The headstones have been moved by floodwaters. I want to make it right. I want it fixed. I left the cemetery frustrated and a little in doubt, self-doubt of how to get it fixed. As I left the cemetery, I heard a voice say, Nana, it's okay, just let it go. Don't get sick worrying about it. I screamed out and said, no, I'm not letting this go until my baby's headstone is put back where it belongs. I drove home. I asked Megan to give me a sign. Give me something for sure to go on, baby. All evening, I worried myself sick over it. I went to bed. My head hurt from thinking about it all. I tried hard to go to sleep. I just couldn't get it out of my head. I prayed, please give me a sign. Give me something for sure to go on. I laid there. Megan came to me. She said, Nana, tomorrow go out there and take pictures of where my headstone should be and the tree by the street. It will tell you what you need. I thought, oh my gosh. I said my prayers and eventually I fell asleep.
April 2nd, 2016. I woke up this morning, got ready to spend some time at the cemetery. I drove to the cemetery and as I stood there looking at the pictures, I'm looking at the area. There it was, the street that lines up with Megan's headstone. Bingo, there it was. It matched up to the pictures I took back in 2004 and 2008. I took more pictures to match them up to other pictures I have taken over the years. I thought to myself, I can't wait to show these pictures. I told Megan, thank you. Thank you for looking out for Nana. I thanked God for answering my prayers. April 6, 2016. 11 o'clock a.m. I met with Stan, Mark, and Linda at the City Hall and I showed them my pictures. I told them what had happened, of course, and they went on defense. Stan asked Mark, you cut down a tree? Mark put his head down toward the table and mumbled, uh-huh. I asked, can we please go to the cemetery so you can see what I'm talking about? They agreed. As we stood to leave, Linda had my pictures in her hands and was trying to keep them. I insisted on them back. The pictures tell the story, but you would have to see it visually. We all met at the cemetery just a few minutes later so I could explain the pictures. Mark said again, I did cut down a tree. Well, where Mark pointed out that he cut a tree down, a red flag came up, a tree that never stood there. We stood at the cemetery bickering back and forth. They wouldn't let me tell them what my concerns were. They just wanted me to believe they cut down a tree and the headstones have not been moved. Well, I was not going to stand there and try to reason with them like that. So I told them to have a good day and I walked toward my car where my friend was sitting in his truck waiting for me. As I walked away, Stan followed me to the car telling me, let me see those pictures. I said, no. He looked at my friend and asked him, do you believe the headstones have been moved? My friend replied, yes. Not just one or two has been moved, a lot of them have been moved. Stan turned and walked away. I told my friend, I guess I'm going to have to get an attorney. He said, yes, yes you are. I was trying to leave the cemetery and I was so damn mad. I was so disappointed and I'm so emotional. I start to cry. I sat there a little bit and I thought, I'm not walking away from this. I'm not walking away from this until it is fixed. I dried my tears and drove home. Now in the beginning, my daughter and I called the city about the headstones being moved. There was no mention of them cutting down a tree until now. April 18, 2016, I'm looking for an attorney, stressed out, frustrated, mad, and very upset. April 19, 2016, an attorney called me back. He gave me some very good advice and I ran with it. I typed letters to send to each of the city councilmen and of course I made copies. I'm pretty sure my letter was to the point and covered the bases. I hope they call with their concerns. April 21st, 2016. I faxed the letters to each councilman at 12.52 p.m. I felt good about sending them off, trying to get some attention brought this way. It might help get something done. April 22nd, 2016. I really didn't expect to hear anything from the councilman today, but next week is a whole new week. Hopefully I will hear something. Let's hope. April 25th, 2016, a new week and guess what? No calls. I'm so disappointed. I just pray one of the four will call. 
April 26, 2016. No calls, not from any of them. I hope these people don't prove to be like the city manager. 7.06 p.m. I'm praying I can get this matter taken care of so it doesn't turn into a long drag out fight or a court battle. I want it fixed. April 27, 2016, 7.58 p.m. I had no calls. I heard nothing from anyone. I did go to the cemetery because it has been nine years since my grandson passed. The drive over there, I wish so hard they were fixing on it. No, they aren't. This is Wednesday. Tomorrow is one week since I sent the letters to them. I'm thinking if I don't hear anything by Friday, I will do something different on Monday. A new week. Maybe an article in the newspaper. Maybe that could get some attention. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that something works. When I met with the people at the city hall, I wanted Megan's headstone fixed. I met Stan, Mark, and Linda at the cemetery that day and how they disrespected me. Or I should say, they were bullying me, ganging up on me, made me feel as though I was nuts. And yeah, we're all a little nuts. But man, oh man, they pissed me off. They made me so mad I was screaming, crying. I said to myself, I'm not doing this for Megan now. I'm doing this for everyone out there that are out of place. That's what I'm working on. April 28, 2016, 8.44 p.m. Still, no calls from any of them. My gosh, I feel as though I'm being ignored. Well, they can ignore me all they want for now. But guess what, people? I'm not going anywhere, and it's not going away until it gets fixed. Tomorrow's a new day. Maybe, just maybe, one of these people will have the manners to call and want to get it fixed. April 29, 2016, 5.06 p.m. Yes, this is Friday. One week, one day, and I haven't heard anything from the councilman. I will do something different on Monday. The letter to the councilman. April 19, 2016. To whom it may concern, on Beep Street in Beep Beep. I have a granddaughter that is buried in Babyland 6 West. I'm a regular visitor at the cemetery just to drive through to visit on holidays, birthdays, or just to sit and talk with her or to have lunch with her. I have done this since 1999. I went to the cemetery last February 16, 2015, again in March of 2015, April 4, 2015, both before and after, things seemed fine with the landscaping and headstones, so there was no need to be alarmed. We had floodwaters on May 7, 2015, and on May 9, 2015, I visit the cemetery. Babyland 6 West was covered in water and was a mess. The headstones were up out of the ground and covered in water. I could tell instantly something wasn't right where the headstones were. I looked for my granddaughter's headstone and vase, which wasn't where it should have been. I am 100% positive. I kept looking down a ways by the fence line and I saw her vase that sits on top of her headstone. I stepped in the water that was halfway up the calf of my legs and I picked up her vase. As I stood there a moment, then I turned around. I looked and saw her headstone, but it wasn't where it should have been. I was devastated. I walked back over to the street and drove home. Sobbing all the way, I got my camera and drove back to the cemetery and took pictures. I have taken pictures of my baby's grave since day one. The first part of the week, May 11, 2015, my daughter called the city. 
She talked to a lady named Carol. Carol told her she didn't know anything about it, but she would have someone go out there to look. The rest of the month of May came and went, all the while making calls to them and no calls back. The month of June came and went, and still no calls back. On July 4, 2015, I went to visit Megan and Wyatt for the holiday, and nothing is being done. The next day that I could call, I called. I talked to Linda. Linda said she will write up a work order and send someone out there. The same thing she said the first time we called. And we understand things like this take time. But between July 2015 and this past March of 2016, nothing's been done. I went to visit as I always do, even more now, but I go to visit. March 16, 2016, still nothing's done. I thought I better call again. It's coming up on a year. I called, I talked to Linda. She told me there was a groundsman out there and he would come over and talk to me. He did. I explained to him what was going on and of course, still nothing's done. I went home. I called Linda and she told me, call Stan. He's the overseer of the cemetery. I called Stan and left a message. The next day I called Linda again. She said, call Stan's office. I did. I talked to Rhonda. Stan wasn't in. I left a message. No call back. The next day was Friday and I called again. No call back. The next week came and went. No calls back. On March 28, 2016, I called again. Rhonda answered and put me through to Stan. We agreed to meet at the cemetery that same afternoon at 3 p.m. I was there. I explained to Stan my concerns. Stan was fumbling with the map of the cemetery. I told Stan I could prove it from the pictures I have taken over the years. He thought they had some pictures too, and he would call me Wednesday or Thursday of the same week so we could meet and compare pictures. No call. Friday still, no call. At 2.15 p.m., I called Stan. We agreed to meet on April 6, 2016 at the City Hall. I was there. I met with Stan, Mark, and Linda. They showed me a picture. I showed them some pictures I had. That's when they said they cut down a tree. I asked if we could go to the cemetery to visualize the area. They thought it was a good, a good idea. Excuse me. It was just a disagreement match. I told them it was nice talking to them and to have a nice day. I walked away. Stan followed me to the car where I was talking to a friend that came along with me to observe. Stan asked my friend if he thought the headstones had been moved. My friend replied, yes, there's a lot of them that have been moved. Stan turned and walked away. I'm reaching out for some help to have my granddaughter's headstone put back where she's at rest, along with the rest of the headstones that need to be put back where they belong. I thank you for taking time to read my letter and I hope we can get this matter taken care of. Thank you. Emily, and I left my phone number. A very long letter, I know, but it needs to be explained. I'm still getting advice from an attorney I greatly appreciate. May 3rd, 2016, I received a call today that gave me some really good advice. No, I still haven't heard from the city manager or the city councilman. I woke up this morning with this on my mind. I just keep thinking I have to do something different. I'm stressed out about this and I don't know where to turn next, but I know God is watching over me. He, he will show me the way. I'm taking the advice and I'm going to follow it to the T. I'm going to be ready. My pictures you can't deny to compare them to 1999, 2000, 04 to 08 until now. Wish me luck. I typed letters to our senators and our representatives. 
three major news stations. I pray one of these people help. May 4th, 2016. I mailed the letters to our state senators and our state representatives, three major news stations. I'm staying optimistic that one of them will find it in their heart to contact me. May 7th, 2016. Today they are celebrating reopening after rebuilding after the storms we've had back in 2013. I'm really happy that things are progressing and things are getting back to normal and people are rebuilding. I'm just hoping that no one forgets that the headstones need to be fixed and put back where they belong. Let's all be fair about things. I don't want a long dragged out battle about all this, but I do want it fixed. Not just for Megan, but for all the loved ones in that area of the cemetery. Thank you to all who have listened to me and thank you for the help from the ones who have given the help. May 9, 2016, one year. I have not received any replies from any of them. Maybe tomorrow. I'm keeping my faith that one of them will have the courtesy to contact me. May 10th, 2016, no contact. May 11th, 2016, 5.45 p.m. I have not heard anything. Wow, I hope I'm not being ignored like I was by the city councilman and the city manager. Please, someone contact me. That's all I keep saying to myself. I keep hoping. May 12, 2016, just a thought. No one contacted me today either. I'm so disappointed about it all. I'm hoping. Damn, they have me begging for help. May 13, 2016, wishful thinking, one of them will call. Friday came and went, one week and no contact from any of them. I know they had to have received my letters last Friday and I've heard nothing. I'm going to give it another week, which is all next week. I pray I can get this resolved and fixed. May 16, 2016. I woke up this morning saying a prayer, a prayer that someone will call me about the situations with the headstones. I got Madison ready for school and my day began. I felt so blessed today because this morning at 10.57 a.m., the phone rang. It's a number I do not know, so of course I answer it. I can't take the chance of any one of them calling and me not answering. It was. It's a, a man on the other end of the line. He's asking to talk to Emily. Beep. I said, this is her. He went on to say, I'm calling in reference to some letters that are circling around the state building, and I'm wondering what it's about. I told him what had happened with the flood, the headstones being flooded and moved. He said, yes, your letter was in very good detail. He asked, can you send the pictures electronically? I told him, no, I have copies of pictures and letters I could send you. He kindly gave me his address and the suite number as I wrote it down. I thanked them so very much for getting back to me and just listening to me. I'm a very happy lady. Oh my gosh, finally. I thank Senator Beep for just listening and acknowledging that I have been trying to tell someone, anyone, that something isn't right with the headstones and that I'm not going anywhere until it gets fixed. Thank you, Senator Beep. As I sat down for an hour or so trying to conduct myself, I start to cry. I want it fixed. Later that afternoon, I went and copied the receipt of the letters I sent to the councilman. I made more copies of the pictures just in case I need more. I copied my letter of description of what each picture meant. Madison helped me get it all together. We put it in a big gold envelope and I got it ready to be mailed. I have to say, I'm beginning to believe they will help me get it fixed. Thank you.
May 16, 2016. The letter to the Senator. <coughs> Senator, I've copied some pictures. I'm also sending copies of the letters I have sent out to the councilmen and the news stations with the copy of the receipts and another copy of the letter I sent to your office. I appreciate for you for getting back to me. Thank you, Emily. Beep. The pictures are numbered in order. May 17, 2016. Today I took the big gold envelope to the post office and mailed it. I mailed it to Senator Beep, certified mail. The postmaster said he should receive it tomorrow or Thursday. The sooner the better is my thinking. I felt I was get, getting something accomplished. May 18, 2016. Today's a new day. I'm hoping Senator Beep received his letter today, but if not, I'm optimistic that he will get it tomorrow. I'm staying positive that this all works for Megan. The same letter I wrote to the councilman is the letter I wrote to the senator and the representative and the news station. My daughter and I have called the city. I have met with some of the city managers. I have faxed letters. I have done everything. Nothing seems to work. And at times I would take my lawn chair out to the cemetery and sit and wait for anyone that was visiting Babyland West to be able to talk with people. Maybe to see if anyone sees what I see. While all this is, <coughs> excuse me, while all this is taking place, I'm calling attorneys, I'm calling surveyors. Between the time I sent the letters out now, I'm talking to surveyors. I called a few. Some were too busy to take my case, and I understood. June 2016 to July 2016. It's really difficult to visit my baby on holidays and stand in one place and put trinkets on her headstone in another place. It's so damn frustrating. August 2016, I'm still calling the city. No calls back. September 9, 2016, 3 o'clock p.m., I called the surveying company. A man on the phone listened to my story. He asked me a couple questions and told me he would take a look at it. He would help me, but he asked to do it on his own time. The surveyor even mentioned he would take my case because the city should have already taken care of it. He told me he would get on the line to the clerk's office and pull up the information. He said, I will call you back. At 3.32 p.m., he called me back and asked me to send him a copy of the deed and the map. I copied the deed and map, and I sent it to him. October 27, 2016, 3.36 p.m., I called the surveying company. I left a message. At 4.43 p.m., the surveyor called me back. He said, as soon as I get some time, I will go out there and check it out and I will get back to you. I thanked him. We hung up the phone. October 2016, Halloween month. We put a pumpkin on Megan's headstone. Now, remember when I said earlier about the pink bunny at Easter? Well, in the picture I have at Easter, it shows no tree in the picture. As it didn't have a tree in May of 2015, but in the fall of 2016, there is now a pile of dirt. I took a picture. The next day I went to the cemetery and there's a bigger pile of dirt. My thought was, what the hell is going on? Now at Halloween, the picture with the pumpkin on her headstone, you can see a big dirt pile. Now that really blew my mind. They just don't know I'm taking pictures at the cemetery almost every day by this time. 
and I have taken pictures of whatever may change. November 2016, the surveyor called to tell me he hasn't forgotten about me. I thanked him. He told me his partner was going to call me and talk to me about what was going on. I waited for him to call. December 9th, 2016, 8.14 p.m. His partner, beep, called. The next day, Madison and I met him at the cemetery. I told him what had happened and he said he will do it as soon as the weather got warmer. It is a very cold and windy day. And I was okay with that. I'm just happy someone's finally willing to help me. Between this time, I visit the cemetery at Christmas and New Year, and still nothing's being done. January 8, 2017, I visit the cemetery yet again. Wow, I know it's cold at times, but there's not six inches of snow on the ground for them to see something's not right. I'm beginning to believe they are hoping I will go away and that's not going to happen. February 14, 2017, 10.25 a.m., the surveyor's partner called. He said, as soon as the weather dries up some, I will go out and do what I can. Now, between February and May of 2017, I haven't heard or talked much from either one of the surveyors. Although I visit the cemetery on a regular basis, at times just to drive through and to check to see if anything is being done. I feel as if I'm being misled. I did talk to the first surveyor back in February and he told me his partner was having automobile problems and that's why he hadn't called. I was patient. May 7, 2017. Today marks two years since the flood water and the storm. May 9, 2017, two years since I went out there and I found the headstones out of place. I've been trying everything. I've been trying to get someone's attention to help me get this fixed. It just seems like I keep hitting a brick wall. I'm being ignored. I'm being put off. I'm being misled. I have written letters to the newscasters. I have written letters to our senators, our councilmen. And it just seems like no one cares. I paid a visit to the funeral home. A lady there gave us some real good advice and I followed up on that also. I'm also having thoughts to find out how much it would be to have Megan exhumed. Whatever it would take to get this resolved. 11.26 a.m. I called the surveyor. No call back. May 15, 2017, I called the first surveyor. I called the second surveyor. May 24, 2017, 3.36 p.m., I called the surveyor's partner. I left a message. 3.38 p.m., I called the first surveyor. No call back from either one of them. I'm now thinking in my mind, why would this man tell me he would help me and then ignore me? Why did you have to do that? May 26, 2017, Memorial Day weekend. I am at my wit's end. I want this fixed and it couldn't come soon enough. I'm trying everything. I want people to know I do have better things to do. I would not be trying to get this fixed if it wasn't broken. That's what I want the city to acknowledge. I had an idea. Since it's a holiday weekend, maybe, just maybe, if I put some kind of notice on Megan's headstone to get people that visit her loved ones this weekend, maybe they will read it. So I wrote up a paper and I framed it. It read, for anyone who has loved ones in Babyland 6 West, do any of you find that the headstones are not where they should be? If you have any concerns, please call me at, and I left my phone number, Emily.
As I stood there visiting, I start to leave. There's a car that pulled up. I watched as they were driving the opposite way that I was. I wanted to see where they stopped. They stopped in Babyland 6 West. I got a little too excited and backed up to see if I could talk to them. They were an elderly couple who came to put flowers on their grandson's headstone. I only know that now after I talked to them. They were getting out of their cars, I was getting out of mine. I walked over to them in the baby's area of the babies. I asked them, how are you doing? I also asked them if they were enjoying their weekend. Then I asked, may I talk to you for a few minutes? The woman said, yeah. I asked them, do you find anything odd in the area? The woman said, there was a time we came out here and we couldn't find where my friend's granddaughter was. She laid up to this tree and we couldn't find hers. She said, my friend just doesn't come out here much anymore. I looked at her and said, really? She said, the city said they cut down a tree. I said, yeah, they tried telling me the same thing, but I know better. I know there's not been a tree in that area for the past 16 years. The man said, that's what I said. The woman then said, you will have to call the city and talk to Linda. She asked, do you know Linda? I replied, I have called the city and yes, I've talked to Linda. I stood there and talked to them for a bit longer. <clears throat> then I left. As I drove away, I wrote down their license plate number, just in case. I went home and tried to enjoy the weekend. May 31st, 2017, 1.16 p.m. I called an attorney. I left a message. June 9th, 2017, 2.49 p.m. The attorney called me back. He gave me some good advice. I followed through with it. June 6th, 2017, 3.13 p.m. I called the city attorney. I left a message. I'm sure he's heard all about me, but I still need to talk to him. June 9, 2017, 9.05 a.m. The city attorney called me back. I told him my story. He told, him, he told me, I will talk to Linda and Mark and someone will get back to you. I asked him, when will you call me back? He said, I won't, but someone will, but no one has. June 19th, 2017, 11.29 a.m. I called the surveyor's partner, no answer. I called again, 1.16 p.m. Still to this day, I have not had any returned calls from any one of them. So unprofessional, so rude. The best advice I've gotten, I took it today. I called an attorney. I talked to Matt. That's what we will call him. He made an appointment for me to come meet with him to tell my story and show my pictures and see what he could do for me. In the meantime, my daughter called the city. She asked how much it would be to have Megan exhumed. I have been trying anything and everything before we have to resort to that. I do not want to do that. My daughter, Nicole, believes if we would, it could be over so much faster. And I'm beginning to believe that myself. Nicole said as she talked to Linda about it, Linda asked her why she wanted to dig her up. My daughter replied, I have moved out of state and would like to take her with us. She also told Linda, my mother and I have called you people over and over again, and you don't call anyone back. You have misled us, you have lied to us, and nothing has been done. Nicole mentioned, when I mentioned to Linda about digging Megan up, Linda sounded nervous. Wow. I made another attempt to call the city again. 
When I called, I asked to talk to Stan. Stan wasn't in, of course. Actions speak louder than words. If you're guilty of nothing, there's nothing to be guilty of. June 20th, 2017, 11.29 a.m. I called the rude surveyor. No call back. June 22nd, 2017, 11 o'clock a.m. I met with the attorney and he took my case. I am so very grateful that finally someone is listening and is going to help. 12.17 p.m., I called Matt to drop them off the first payment. July 7, 2017, 2.08 p.m., Matt called. He is letting me know what his game plan is. We are going to be meeting at the cemetery between Monday, July 10, 2017, and Wednesday, July 12, 2017 to view the pictures in the area. We talked about hiring an arbitrator to compare the tree that's out there to the tree in the picture. July 11, 2017, 9.50 a.m., Matt called. I missed his call. 11.30 a.m., I called Matt back. We talked about the case and all the steps I have taken already, which have been dead ends. August 8, 2017, 10.55 a.m. I called Matt to check in with him. I told him I still haven't heard anything from the city attorney or from the surveyors. September 7, 2017, 4.59 p.m. Matt called. We talked about the students at B College who are studying trees. I want to try anything, anything that will work. September 11, 2017, 1.51 p.m., Matt called. We talked about the surveyor, the story of how he was going to help me to just mislead me. Matt told me he talked to one of the best attorneys in the country. She knows what she's doing. She's going to be giving us some good pointers. I'm so game with any help we can get. Between now and January, I received messages from the law office updating me on the case. And of course, Madison and I visit the cemetery at least once or twice a week just to keep an eye on things. Thank you for listening. If you want to send comments or ask questions, you can email me at lowercase letters, Emily McMahon, E-M-I-L-Y, M-C-M-A-H-A-N, 208 at gmail.com. Stay kind with your words. Thank you.